Park. Michigan wins by a score of 27 to 24, and the team storms the field to mob Chris Perry. WCBN Sports, 88.3 FM, Ann Arbor. WCBN.org. Grabs on to attempt it for the Wolverines. Holds her breath, Ann Arbor, as the bar gets set. Places down, kick is up. It's long enough. It's good! It's good! Michigan wins the game! Michigan shocks Washington, and the Wolverines are victorious! smoking this pot all day and I still can't get high. What kind are you smoking? Well, all marijuana's the same, isn't it? That's the mistake a lot of people make. But not in Vietnam. Well, it was one fine morning I was knocked out of bed by a thumb-thumb rhythm I heard over my head. I went into the hall to see what it could be. It was a rock and roll uprising all around me. Now there's a radio station called WCBN. FM Ann Arbor, the home of alternative radio radio. radio. <laughs> I sure wish I could get one of those shirts. Yes, indeed, a shirt. Welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. And the election is starting to wind down. Uh, I think some of us are probably... Happy that it's coming to an end. I would say that the Democrats have a little momentum, but like a football game, they may have fallen too far behind to catch up, but we will see. I spent way too much time last week watching Senate debates uh, on C-SPAN, which I think is a very useful public affairs forum for uh, allowing the public to see what's going on in this country. Um, who are you going to believe, me or your lion eyes? Isn't that a Groucho Marx line? You think so, yeah. Anyway, um, there were a panoply of these last week, and what was striking about them, uh, besides the sort of national media interest in the uh, Nevada debate and the uh, Delaware debate, O'Donnell and Angle, Sharon Angle, um, to me, was the, first of all, the, the avoidance of asking big questions about the real issues of the, of the day, of the era, of the decade. Uh, I just wanted to enumerate a few that really there were virtually no questions asked about. No questions asked about the sprawling archipelago of American military bases scattered around the, uh, the globe and the level of defense spending. Uh, in in an era of austerity. No questions about uh, global environmental problems. Um, yes, there were some vague uh, press conference uh, r- responses to cap and trade, but no substantive questions about that. Virtually nothing about uh, the Arab-Israeli conflict, peace in the Middle East, uh, foreign relations, anything connected to foreign relations of any kind 
other than a few questions about Afghanistan. The Republican candidates have all uh, fallen back on the usual talking points uh, that they have probably mined, and I use that word uh, in response to the Chilean mine disaster rescue that the media spent 24 hours on, way too much in my opinion. I think it's fantastic that these miners were rescued, but round-the-clock coverage? It's one of those tragic yet ultimately meaningless uh feel-good stories, because there's a similar situation going on in China, but uh, it's pretty bleak, and there's not much hope of survival there, so less attention to that story. So a couple of these phrases, these sort of slogans, these catchwords that that kept coming up, I just wanted to mention, and maybe you can even talk about them, because I think with politics and language, George Orwell, maybe, that famous essay... uh, uh, this is part of the um, the reinforcement propaganda component that we live in in a uh, multimedia society in which we are bombarded uh, between radio, television, the Internet, etc. Uh, even telephones <laughs> seem to be uh, uh, alive and well with uh, robocalls and whatnot. It's these catchphrases that I found fascinating. The phrase, man up. I heard this man up uh, word a couple of times in several debates. As in, don't be a wimp, man up, and deal with it. Man up, Harry Reid. You know, Sharon Engel used that specific phrase. Um, Debate me, be a man. Carl Palladino used this once in a press conference in his uh, gubernatorial race in New York. Girly man, if you'll recall. Oh, yes. Uh, the Terminator uh, used that phrase. So there is a, a kind of interesting uh, wimp, macho man, uh, maybe uh, village people. <laughs> we need to have a comeback of that hit record. Macho. We can even, I think Daffy Duck even does a, a song of that. Uh, I believe in the Constitution. Uh, which I'll get to in a second. Uh, You heard this repeatedly from, in particular, the Tea Party uh, representatives in Kentucky, uh, Delaware. One wonders how well they actually know it. Well, that's what's fascinating. Uh, We'll give um, um, Christine O'Donnell a brain damage award. At one point in the debate, she boasted to the public that she had a degree in constitutional law from the Claremont Institute. Apparently on her resume it was, she called it Claremont University, and apparently this consisted of an eight-day mini-course. This I learned from Keith Oberman. And then, of course, when asked to cite a single Supreme Court case that she disagreed with, she pulled the Sarah Palin. Couldn't answer the question. Frozen deer in the headlights look. Um, So she talked about the Constitution repeatedly throughout the debate, Then when asked a question about constitutional law vaguely, couldn't do it. Um, The other fascinating moment was when Wolf Blitzer asked her to cite uh, specific cuts in the budget that she would make, but don't cite, cite waste, fraud, and abuse. She answered the question for about 10 seconds, and then she went back to waste, fraud, and abuse. Pathetic. Uh, and I just want to uh, quote in honor of Harry Blackman, who wrote uh, probably the most controversial Supreme Court case of our era, Roe versus Wade. 
uh, some issues about the Constitution. You'll hear a lot of uh, Tea Party people uh, talking about this. But, of course, they all oppose Roe versus Wade. Five of them, in fact, oppose Roe versus Wade in cases of rape and incest. I'm not too sure if any of them actually oppose it in cases of the life of the mother, but that, I'm sure that's next in the evolving fascist pro-corporate uh, uh, area in which this cover- government is going. I quote Harry Blackman here from Roe versus Wade and the issue of the right to privacy. The court in varying cases and ind- individual justice, justices have at least found the roots of that right to privacy. And I uh, inserted a word there. In the first, fourth, fifth, and the penumbra of Bill of Rights. And in the Ninth Amendment, which uh, Christine O'Donnell uh, quoted, or in the concept of liberty guaranteed in the first section of the 14th, the right of privacy can be deemed fundamental or implicit in the concept of liberty. He then cites five specific cases uh, in which he based the Roe versus uh, Wade case on. And I'll cite these briefly. You can look them up in a constitutional law textbook or probably on the Internet. (laughs) But don't call Christine O'Donnell. In the Loving case regarding marriage, in the Skinner case regarding procreation, in the Eisenstadt case regarding contraception, in the family relationships and child-rearing case, in Prince versus Massachusetts, and in Pierce, which also included a section on education. This is what's troubling, this complete disconnect from people that are spouting a constitution, yet have no regard for it whatsoever. And I understand there was an incident today in Alaska in which Joe Miller, who is plummeting in the polls, uh, unbelievably quickly. Uh, He may finish third in that race. He's a Tea Party uh, candidate that's uh, got some sour cream in his tea. (laughs) Well, the thing that uh, I've been wondering about and some uh, friends of mine have been uh, talking about as well is uh, how many of these candidates uh, posture themselves as Christians and make a big deal out of the fact. Uh, Although any basic understanding of the New Testament. Christ, of course, urges his followers to not flaunt it, that this is a private matter, this is within yourself and between yourself and God. And I wonder why politicians who are up against such uh, candidates don't just call them out on it and denounce that sort of fraud for what it is. Of course, there would be uh, some degree of flashback uh, in the right-wing media, in the teabag uh, uh, chat rooms and so forth. But I think the average American is uh, disinterested utterly in extremism on either side of the spectrum. That's always the, the section of the uh, voting uh, public that wins the elections. It's that center ground that yeah. everybody so uh, desperately struggles for. Uh, why more politicians don't just reject this sort of uh, phony Christian uh, posturing and uh, denounce it for the fraud that it is, I I don't understand. Uh, There's been ongoing complaints and concerns from the Democrats about 
the uh, outspending uh, that they are Democrats are experiencing. I think Harry Reid is being outspent like five to one dollars. Uh, uh, that's just a ballpark figure. But uh, this, of course, is always going to be a problem. And of course, Republicans complained when there were a lot of small. Uh, small uh, denomination donations to the Obama campaign. Mm-hmm. And that was, uh, a, you know, households, students, and so forth, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever. But uh, until we have serious electoral reform in this country, uh, there's always going to be uh, controversies and scandals and corporations buying candidates. Uh, the Chamber of Commerce, as we talked about last week, is unlikely to open their books and reveal where the money's coming from that they're spending on these campaigns across the uh, states. They can claim that it's their money and not foreign money, although once the money enters the coffers, it's column A to column B. That's a sort of a uh, sleight-of-hand financial trick. But uh, until we have fair elections that have short campaigns that are publicly funded where there is no uh i mean the advertising on tv turns people off from voting because they're always negative uh and uh, we've just got to go to debates european style elections are much more efficient uh the turnout is much higher for one thing and uh there's less corruption because there's no corporate funding yeah, more debates, and I think it's unacceptable for candidates to cancel debates. Once they've agreed to them, they should stick to it. There's a rumor that Rand Paul is canceling his third debate for good reason. His performance last night was pathetic. Um, he came across as mean, petty-minded, uh, mean-spirited. He wouldn't. He even at the end of his closing statement. Uh, deliberately said, I'm not going to shake my opponent's hand. Oh, well, there's good sportsmanship. Yeah, you sound like a kindergarten kid. Uh, Take your marbles and go home, dude. Uh, He's uh, also crested in the polls. In fact, I think that's one of the big upsets that the Democrats have uh, possibly on the horizon, though I think Jack Conway needs to be very careful on this hazing incident that Paul was involved in at Baylor University 25 years ago or something regarding... It's a little unclear exactly what happened, but it didn't sound uh, pretty. Um, I would leave the religion issues out of it and... uh, Yeah, they've got no place in it. Allow the investigation... uh, And allow the media, the media's on this story, allow them to do the dirty work if there is any dirty work and find out more. Um, Rand Paul is... Another candidate who, you know, it was it was striking that he defended the Citizens United Supreme Court case, whereas Jack Conway specifically denounced it. Um, this Citizens United, which we have recharacterized as Corporations United. Indeed. Indeed, even Christine O'Donnell could have uh, cited that case. <laughs> Uh, but she couldn't remember it. Uh, she, she was overcoached and got muddled up in the... Uh, the catchphrases. Uh, we, we we heard so many of these in so many debates. We mentioned man up, um, waste, fraud, and abuse. Career politician. That's another favorite. Interesting how the phrase career politician did not come up in the Washington state debate or in the Nevada debate, since both candidates are nominally career politicians. Um, of course, uh, the candidates... The one debate that I really missed that I wished 
I'd seen more of because uh, the, the timing was just bad on for, for my personal schedule was the Wisconsin debate. Didn't see enough of that to form an opinion on, on what really is going on in that race. But Russ Feingold is interesting that he's one of the few Democratic incumbents that appears to be in trouble. And he's the one that's bucked the Democratic Indeed. Party in a lot of instances. He's been a uh, vociferous opponent of the wars and the... Uh, well, he called for the impeachment of uh, George W. Bush. Wasteful f uh, spending that uh, the media won't touch. Um, too many uh, vague conversations about earmarks. Uh, we've talked about this before. Total earmarks are about $18 billion. Uh, the United States is spending that much uh, in Iraq, in Afghanistan, and uh, overall on defense just about every week. Um, probably more than that when it's all said and done because of the various uh, hidden accounting tricks that the government uses. Uh, so we give uh, brain damage awards to the media for not exposing more uh, uh, big issues. Joe Miller apparently had some thugs bust up a uh, reporter today up in Alaska. He's plummeting in the polls. He cites the Constitution all the time, but apparently the First Amendment is of no concern to him. <laughs> The, I'm not sure which amendment gives you the right to uh, set thugs on people. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was a reporter trying to answer questions, and he's, of course, refused to answer questions for the remainder of the campaign. Rand Paul appears to be headed in that direction. Uh, that's troubling. Uh, the, the, the candidates who think they're ahead are allowed to do that. Uh, I predict that Miller is uh, going to not win the Alaska Senate race and... Uh, Many questions, by the way, have been raised about how much uh, state and government money his family has received from various programs. Uh, he's turning out to be maybe the biggest welfare queen that's ever... Oh, there's that word again. Man up, man up. Well, we'll call him a welfare queen since that seems to be fair game these days. Uh, he may be the biggest welfare queen of all time. It's interesting that in... Uh, the Wisconsin race, the, the Republican candidate there, um, receives substantial uh, government contracts for uh, work that he does in Oshkosh. My gosh. Nice uh, folksy uh, hometown that he lives in. That's how he's winning. Uh, C-SPAN doesn't have a lot of debates on tonight, but the West Virginia Senate debate is live at 8 p.m., and... Uh, Ah, for interested listeners, tune into that one. I think that's another interesting Senate debate that you can see the national approach of the Republican Party versus the local approach that the Democrats are using. I think it's very interesting uh, how the Democrats are making this, this comeback, a uh, minimal, minimal comeback, but I think the losses, they're trying to minimize the losses. Mm. Bill Clinton's out there. B Obama's out there. They're sort of nationalizing the race. But a lot of Democrats are, are going local. And, uh, in fact, it's interesting how many blue dogs are running commercials against Obama. Indeed, that's, there's been a lot of reporting about this West Virginia race doing yeah. just that. He t he has, in one of his ads, he loads a gun and says he's going to take aim at, at cap, cap and trade. At, yeah, and uh, <laughs> shoots a replica of the bill. There you go. Uh, so that'll... Stunts work all the time, unfortunately. Uh, and and uh, Joe Manchin is uh, 
he took over for the bird seat. It's sort of complicated. Yeah. I want to get into it, but that's a special election of sorts. So um, keep your eye on the uh, the continuing final two weeks of the campaign. Wanted to recommend also a uh, sort of a cover story in yesterday's New York Times magazine uh, about Obama, the education of a president. What Barack Obama has done and hasn't, and what's uh, and what uh, being president has done to him by Peter Baker. This is a very interesting article about Obama sort of uh, acting like an adult. Uh, the timing on this uh, article may be unfortunate. Might have wanted to do this after the election, but uh, I think with Obama you get a sense that he's somewhat realistic. It points out some of the reasons he has disappointed liberals uh, in in the uh, article itself. And uh, I I think it's a very honest uh, um, example of real journalism in which if we read what's in the article, we can pass our own judgment about what's really going on uh, with Barack Obama and his presidency. I think the unfortunate thing about the current state of American politics is that uh, we have gone from hope to search. And that's a reference, uh, of course, to Google, as well as other things. We're, we're, we're searching, not hoping anymore, and that is unfortunate. Well, unfortunately, the way uh, Google searches are run, when you do a Google search, the thing that comes up first is not always the best. Yeah, It's who pays to have their listings uh, designated in a certain way. Who gets on... The screen the most. Yeah. So O'Donnell, who is you, I am you. You masturbating witches out there. (laughs) I am you, yes. You have a candidate. You have a candidate for Halloween. Um, One real important thing, uh, I'll close on this because I probably have gone on too long, but uh, obviously this uh, sort of political junkie in me only comes out every uh, couple of weeks, uh, every two years. (laughs) I'm a vampire. <laughs> I come out of the closet, and I avoid Bobby Jindal like the plague. He is a vampire. <laughs> we have a witch and a vampire. But anyway, uh, what is striking to me in contrasting the two most sort of nationally focused Senate debates that I did watch last week in their entirety, the Delaware race and the uh, Nevada race, Harry Reid... <laughs> has got to go. He just doesn't come across as a man. He's he's too soft-spoken. He's too sort of, I'm going to just give you the facts, ma'am. And, and there's no dynamism there. It's He may as well be a dentist. Yeah. No offense to dentists, but uh, they're not, you know, expected to be charismatic or dynamic or have rhetorical flourishes. Well, he, he almost looks like a counselor for masturbators. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know what what to say or what to do. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing to be said or nothing right. to do. Um, you know, he did a pretty good job of stating his record, his humble beginnings, what he's done, what he believes in, and all that. But there's something not there. Even if he survives this Senate race, he's got to go. He's a the, weak link. He's got to go as the majority leader. They've got to get a younger guy in there. I would, if I were running the Democrats, recommend either Jack Reed of Rhode Island or uh, Richard Durbin of Illinois. Now, maybe there'd be too many Illinoisans in in the Obama inner circle, but they need... Or Sherrod Brown of Ohio is another potential guy. It amazes me 
that the Ohio Senate race is leaning Republican. Because the Republican, and I haven't seen an Ohio debate yet, but I mean, I understand it. Uh, Portman has a seven to one money advantage. This is a big industrial state agricultural, very similar to Michigan, very diversified economy, linked to Michigan in so many ways uh, with the, both, you know, the football and all that rubbish, but the economy, the, 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 the auto industry, yeah. and, the, and the sort of diversified agriculture. And the Senate cam- candidate was George Bush's budget director and his trade representative. That, that's his career, as well as being a former congressman. But it's the money follow the money. That's going to explain why the Republicans win in Ohio. But getting back to Angle and O'Donnell, there's a very distinct difference between the two. Um, They both basically know nothing, have no real solutions for America's problems, and O'Donnell is a joke. uh, But there's a difference. Angle is scary. She she comes across as scary. Mm. Her expression throughout the debate while Reed looked like this sort of pastor from, you know, Salem, Massachusetts or something, <laughs> uh, not looking for witches to burn, but just sort of Parson McGraw. <laughs> Angle had this frown on her face and this sort of horrid look the whole debate. She looked like a witch. A bitter grimace. She looked like... She was getting an enema the whole time. <laughs> and guess what? The government's providing the health care on that for her and her husband. O'Donnell is warm. She's friendly. She's likable. And sometimes when you evaluate these uh, debates, it's not the issues. It's not actually what's going to swing these undecided voters. It's actually this vague thing called likability. Mm. And while O'Donnell is... Let's face it, the woman is an airhead. She, I don't know who did her hair, by the way. It looked like Sharon Angle might have come in and taken an axe, (laughs) put it into her head, kind of on a weird angle, and she had this horrid part that looked despicable. But O'Donnell does perform one thing well on television. She's warm, and warmth matters. And this is why when Obama in this magazine article in which they talk about the policy versus the communication and many of his, the insiders say, yeah, they've, they've, they've fallen uh, short on the communication. I think that one of the differences between Obama and Bill Clinton, who is being used as an asset for the Democratic Party out there, is that Bill Clinton comes across as warm. Mm-hmm. Obama has this kind of aloofness. He's great in front of a crowd, don't get me wrong. These big rallies that he's having down the stretch, to be honest with you, could be the difference. It really could. You know, when you get 35,000 people to show up at a rally in the capital of Ohio, that does make a difference. So we will see what happens. I think the Democrats have a little bit of momentum, and I think the losses are not going to be as extreme as some of these... um, Charlie Cook types are predicting for the Democratic Party. But at the end of the day, uh, yes, Obama is going to have to recalibrate his presidency. The Peter Baker article goes uh, into this a little bit. And uh, I highly recommend this article to uh, get a appreciation of what the next two years is going to look like. Well, and it won't be long now and we'll have those results and we shall see.
And Christine O'Donnell, get that axe out of your head. <laughs> well, you know, the likability factor, uh, go back to the Al Gore-Joe Lieberman campaign. And uh, Lieberman's, I mean, Al Gore had personality problems in and of himself. I mean, a likable guy, intellectually perhaps, but uh, not a dynamic speaker. And part of politics is performance. Um, unfortunately, the, that's all some people have. Uh, why so many people were bamboozled by uh, W's claim uh, that uh, Jesus Christ was his favorite philosopher. Uh, that was all some people needed to hear, and they were done thinking about it. Yep. Uh, and so uh, sometimes it's something just as ridiculous as that. Now, whether or not that's actually a true statement and uh, truly reflects his outlook, or if that was just a calculated maneuver, of course, is another matter. But uh, Joe Lieberman's absolute... Void of personality, I think, really hurt not just Al Gore's campaign, but this country. Yeah, he he blundered picking uh, oh, Lieberman. Uh, he should he should have picked John Kerry because Kerry was on the short list, and Kerry, uh, despite some of his own deficiencies, well, as his number two a, guy, he would have been good. He's good on facts. He's good uh, in committee. Yeah. He's an, he is an outstanding public servant. Also, real finally on the polls, just remember that in the Michigan primary uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, actually more than a month ago, most of the polls showed uh, Snyder, you know, getting 20 percent, 15 percent. He ended up with 36 percent. So what happened in the Michigan gubernatorial race on the Republican side is virtually all the undecideds went to Snyder. Hmm. And this can still happen in many of these races. Uh, one of the more interesting polling uh, situations with these Senate races is the state of Washington. There's almost nobody undecided. <laughs> it's actually a 50-47 kind of race wow. right now. And that's because the candidates have have been exposed to the vote.